on us. Let's go directly to the devotions. Namo Lamandeshi Dupeku Kunjo Sumgi Rangila Datam Dodup Semjinam Janju Badu Kapsuchi Namo In the Lama who is the embodiment of the Sugatas, of the nature of the three jewels, I, together with the beings of the six realms, take refuge and tell our enlightenment. Semkin doa kundun doa lama sangye dupneni Kangla kandu tinle For the sake of all beings, I generate the spirit of awakening <coughs> and cultivate the realization of the Lama as Buddha. By means of enlightened activity, I shall train each being according to their needs, and I vow to liberate the world. <coughs> Yam <laughs> City home. Home. In the northwest frontier of Odiana, in the heart of a lotus, sits one renowned as Padmasambhava, who achieved the wondrous supreme city, and is surrounded by a host of many dakinis. Following in your footsteps, I devote myself to practice. Please come forth and bestow your blessings. Guru Pemasiddhi Hum. Guru Pemasiddhi Hum.
If you would like to switch positions, please do so now. the following meditation be imbued with taking refuge with the bodhicitta and with the sense of the indivisibility of your own body, speech and mind with that of Guru Padmasambhava and all the awakened ones of the three times that every aspect of your being is permeated by the Dhammakaya, pristine awareness. Then release all appearances, visualizations, all aspirations, all memories. And simply rest without wavering, without distraction. without desire or effort, without modification, and without doing anything at all. Simply rest in non-meditation.
us. So as I've mentioned before, everyone, whether they're religious or not religious or anti-religious, everyone, everyone takes refuge. You can't survive without it. Not hedonically, not eudaimonically, you can't. We have to rely upon others for our sustenance, for all kinds of things. We take refuge in our dentists, in our accountants, doctors, and so forth. And in this context, in the Buddhist context, we take refuge in the Buddhadhamma and Sangha, we take refuge in the Guru. But in all of this, there's a common denominator, and without that, none of the rest work. And that is that we are choosing, we are choosing who we take refuge in. It's not forced upon us, right? We're choosing. Which dentist, which doctor, which guru, which religion, which path, which methods, which methods, which communities, which communities. And the common denominator in all of that is that we're making the choice. So if you can't trust yourself, you can't trust any of your derivative choices. If you can't take refuge in yourself, you can't really take refuge in anything else because you chose to take refuge. So it all depends on your own sound judgment. But not just intellectual. It, it's so much a matter in many cases. It's a matter of intuition, just how does your heart move? You know, When it's seeking out a guru or maybe finding a guru, it's not an intellectual thing of putting it into a calculator and you know, figuring it all out. Yes, it click, click, click. Yes, you're the one. Likewise for the spiritual path, likewise for particular practices. It's more intuitive, more intuitive. So when we meet a teacher or we encounter a tradition that has methods, like Avalokiteshvara practice, or Padmasambhava, Lekporn Vajra, and so on, these in a way are coming from outside. We didn't figure these out ourselves. You know, They're not just kind of floating up intuitively. We learn them. We, I translate the text, other translators, and so on. And so when we, when we adopt practices that are coming from outside, then there must be, if they are to be effective, using the kind of the placebo effect, uh, then there must be some confidence, some faith, trust. I love the word trust, really. Uh, in the teacher, but in the methods, this method, this method. Likewise, if you go for yoga, there are many, many different styles of yoga, but which one's the right one for you? Which one? Which the teacher? Which approach? You know, And then you need to trust. And pranayama, the same thing. They're very good teachers. Teachers are not so competent. But it always comes back to the same thing. You're the one making the choice. And so if you can really trust your own intuition, then you can trust that which your intuition leads you to, to take a derivative or a secondary type of refuge. So we're now in the final descent of our eight-week flight, and very shortly I won't be here anymore. None of us will be here anymore. And so there's been very little time for question and answer anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Normally, this is, the, this is the least question and answer I've ever had in any, any long retreat. I'm very content. <laughs> I'm happy. I hope you're happy. I'm totally happy. <laughs> but it's all culminating in the practice that we just did. Non-meditation. And so when you're on your own, and you don't have a, 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 a dial-up guru to ask, you know, something just came up, what do you think? Um, what are you going to do when some kind of uncertainty arises? Well, you can always pray to your guru. You can always visualize a guru, Padmasambhava, your own guru, if 
Avalokiteshvara, whoever, you can always pray, see what comes up. But then bear in mind what you are visualizing there is an expression of your own awareness. <laughs> really, the visualization, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. That visualization you brought to mind is creation of your own mind, right? You're visualizing it, right? And so you just could cut out the middleman, which is an expression of your own awareness anyway, right? And one possibility, when some question comes up, it could be a bigger question, it could be about a course of your life, big decisions to be made, let alone specifics about this method or that method. But when big questions come up, important, meaningful questions come up, here's a possibility. Before you go into meditation, clearly, and this is the key point, clearly articulate what's the question. Like you could write it down. And then go into these devotions we just had, the refuge, the bodhicitta, focusing Guru Ramaji. That indivisibility of body, speech, and mind, that diffusion of your sense as a sentient being here. And before the meditation, pose the question. And when you go into the meditation, leave the question behind. Don't keep on asking it. Release it. Let it go. Right? And just rest in not doing. Just rest in that practice. Right? With no questions. Just And I'm really, no questions. Don't push. Don't push. Just non-meditation. And see what comes up. To see what comes up. Now, something may come up that looks like it was an answer to that question. Good. Sometimes maybe nothing comes up, and maybe that's the answer to the question. This morning, as usual, about an hour and a half before coming here, I posed the question: "What shall I, what shall I teach this morning?" And I got total silence. <laughs> For the first time in the whole retreat, total silence. I said, cool, I'll have them practice non-meditation. That's what we did. But then during this session, there was a footnote. I didn't really want you, but okay, if you just want to come on in, I guess I can't do anything about it. Yeah. But when something comes up in that, just that open space, that pregnant open space, when something comes up that looks like it may be a response to that question, then view it from your intelligent mind, from your prajna. So perhaps this is coming up from yeshe. Perhaps this is flowing up from primordial consciousness. Could be. But then you assess it with prajna. That's your intelligence, your wisdom, your discernment, sound judgment. And see whether what comes up... Is this contradicted by anything you know? Is it contradicted by anything you know? If it's not, does it have the taste of truth? Then, if it does, you might try putting it in action and see what happens. And then watch the consequences. See how it flows out. Because you'll recall in terms of our criteria, this internal criteria, since we have no external reality to map onto and to judge by, right? We don't. Scientists don't. Nobody does. It's all an inside job, right? In light of that, see with if some, some idea, some hypothesis, some possibility comes to mind, is it refuted by anything you know to be true? Then probably, you know, let it go. But the other aspect, there's the cognitive evaluation, which you just did, but then there's the pragmatic. 
So you receive some type of medication. You go to a doctor and the doctor says, well, this medication may help. Uh, we've not found it to have any negative side effects. You say, well, okay, I'll try. And then you try it. You put on those shoes and you walk in them and you see. And if it turns out not to be helpful or maybe even counter-helpful, well, take the shoes off. Right? And be willing to make mistakes. Just don't do them twice. So this really is a practical implementation of do not look outside yourself for the Buddha. Be complete, be whole. Oh, that's okay.